Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill, back in Studio B wow. after over a month with uh, Last time we were here was the Christmas show. Yes. Last time we did a game was... Sean's first show and December Aaron's 11th. last show. <laughs> That's been a long time. Like, I miss my puzzles. Yeah, no more puzzles, no more street racing gang. No. No more, I don't know what else, but... But the fantasy continues. The fantasy continues both for us to be back in studio and for the Coyotes to pull off a 4-1 victory tonight over the New Jersey. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I didn't even think, like... Normally when I'm like, oh, this is the next game, this is what I think could happen. Like, I didn't really think about this game, but when it was unfolding, I was like, you know, this isn't really what I thought was going to happen. This is so the Coyote way. They (laughs) can't even lose right. (laughs) Like, they just they just caught up to the Ottawa Senators today. Like they're tied without them. They've they've they're they're looking at these teams in their rear view mirror now. Like I. I, I literally am speechless. Like, is this even what we want? I don't know. <laughs> like, what's Bill Armstrong in the office doing now? Like, what are they thinking? Like, we we tried so hard to lose and we're not. They won four of their last seven. They're four, two, and one. They've got points in five of their last <laughs> seven games. Like, that's that's really really good. And we're talking good teams. We're talking Colorado, Toronto, Nashville. Like, what what's going on here? I, 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 they get one shot in the first period, which they got in the last minute and a half, right? They don't get a shot on goal. Um, no, a minute five. <laughs> a minute. They don't have a shot on goal through the first 18.55. Yeah. And you go, uh-oh, this is going to be trouble. And and you'd get the puck across the blue line. Phil Kessel had it. Oh, we're finally going to get a shot on net. He shoots it wide. Chickering, it's wide. Like, hit the puck. Hit the net. Like, hit the net. At, at, at the 10-minute mark, I'm on the bench screaming, okay, just hit the net. Because it starts to get to a point where it's embarrassing. Well, like hit the net. Yeah, it was unreal. <laughs> and then, then the second happens. And not only do they shoot, everything they shoot goes in. This is what we said from this side of it. I don't get paid on who their draft picks are. It doesn't matter to me if they pick first or tenth. I don't get paid on that. If I'm the management right now, what do you do? 
Like, where do you fall in all this? Like, they're winning too much. Yeah, but it's this was the 38th game of 82. Yeah, fair enough. There's, and you know, if this is, we're not even, we're not even halfway through the season. So if you're gonna have we're some not? nights, no. Oh. What's half of 82? I don't is it 38? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. It just feels like it. So if you can, you know, have some unprobable wins. I mean, and that's not like New Jersey isn't a top team in the league, but they have, you know, talent. And you look at how the Coyotes played in this game and the the lack of shots. Um, actually, we might as well. Let's just pull up the numbers. We'll just get right to it because um, it was interesting. We will get to the numbers in a minute. Um Everybody's kind of fumbling a little bit yeah, back in the studio. We don't know. Like, First time back in the studio. How do you do this again? literally don't know how to act in the studio. Yeah. Um, but just the lack of shots. Um, they tied. It was – there was one other game this season. They only had one shot on goal, and it was against Florida. And their fewest shots on goal in a season so far this season was against Winnipeg. All right, here's the numbers. <laughs> 4-1 final, um, 17 shots by the Coyotes, so surpassed – they, they didn't it wasn't their lowest shot performance of the year um, but not excellent um, the first period they were outshot 12 to one um, outshot 15 to seven in the second um, New Jersey ended the game with 36 shots New Jersey was one for two on the power play Coyotes 0 for two and then face-offs relatively even even and you know it's back because we're all back together the PD side count yeah, I know. And you don't. I know you, it's a three. You just side. I side heavy early. And I, I got to admit, and I, I, would, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And, and and this, you're right. I guess I shouldn't get too fired up because you can't sustain this forever when you're getting out shot two to one. You can't. No. And you're you're you've got on this road trip. You've got the the Islanders who are what? What do we say? They've got seven wins in their last. They're ten. seven two and one in their last. You've got ten. the Rangers who are clearly a playoff team, and you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins, another really good team in Eastern Conference. If you let these teams outshoot you two to one you're not going to come out with a win very often, right? So, yeah, they're they're going to face their losses. Vimelka played well again tonight. I tell you what, when he had this many starts earlier in the season was last in November. He struggled when he got the start 3-4-5. Now he's put this string together where he's starting consecutively. Prozvatov got the one start, um, but he's playing well as this, as this goes on. He's playing really good hockey. Vimelka looks good. He made the saves he needed to make tonight to keep them in it when it was 0-0. So another good game by Veggie. Which, again, I didn't think would happen after he let in that first goal because that first goal was a little chaotic and he was definitely not in position there. And I, we were thinking, oh, no. Um, super chat from Mr. Solon. Don't stop winning. Keep the pressure up. The cup run begins now. The Devils have been exposed to their fans as the frauds they are. Tell Vimelka to stop going easy. <laughs> this is it. The, the run for the cup starts now in the super chat. Thanks, Mr. Stalin. And I saw other comments were, were buyers at the Devils. But, but again, okay, the, the only one that needs to be concerned about this right now is Bill Armstrong and the scouts. Yeah. For the, for the fans that are watching the game, I, I, this is exciting. We want to be entertained, and this team hasn't shown any quit. Even when they're being outshot 12-1, to 1, they kept coming at, mm -hmm. at the Devils. And I tell you what, there were, again, there's some really good individual performances that create all of these good things. Like, you look at the Dyson Mayo goal, if not for O'Brien screening in front of the goaltender, that goal doesn't go in. Lawson Kraus scores his goal from his knees. And again, it's just by delivering pucks to the net. And I, that's where my concern was in the first because they weren't getting pucks to the net. You clearly can't win 
and create goals if you're not throwing pucks to the net. So they didn't do that. When they started doing that, pucks just went in. And it is funny how if you get pucks to the net with people getting to the net, driving the net hard, screening, tipping, things happen. All three of their goals happened from a shot just getting placed at the front of the net. The tip um, by Larson, it was just... Get pucks to the net. And and Kraus like getting falling over and getting up on his knee and just right place at the right time. It, it was really great to see. Keller Keller didn't come Keller's been playing better of late. Mm-hmm. It's how we got into the all-star game. I think he's been um really noticeable on the offensive side of the puck. I think he's he's getting pucks to the net. He's skating well with the puck. I, I didn't notice him his as much tonight no, as I had in the last few games. But he did have the shot games. that Boyd deflected to score. So and I've I've seen I mean, that's okay. It's a hard road trip. And the first game of an Eastern road trip is always the hardest. This The time zone adjustment is huge. It's okay, hard. you're bringing all this up, so let's pull up your keys because everything we're talking about is related to your keys. Oh. Um, your first key was shake the jet lag. So first- It's hard, but you, you think about it. In, in going the two-hour time zone difference, so if you're getting up, let's say breakfast starts on the road at 8, that's 6 o'clock body time. That's hard. Morning skate now is 11.30. That's 9.30 body time. The Everything is shifted so you're not getting the proper rest. It's all about rest when mm-hmm. you're traveling on the road. And that first night in the Eastern time zone, the clock may say 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, but your body's saying it's 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. You can't get to sleep. It's really, really hard. So this first game on an Eastern road trip is difficult. And, and I'll tell you how hard it is. When I was still in the room, Rick Tockett, we looked at the numbers and they were horrific on the first game in the Eastern time zone. So what Coach Tockett started to do is the team started traveling to the Eastern time zone two days early. And so that you'd get that extra day to acclimate to the time zones. Unfortunately, in this situation, they couldn't couldn't, do that because they had a game. Um, But I was very concerned that they were going to start slow, and they did. Um, Whether it's the time zone or it's just hard to get going. Um, Keller, stay hot. Uh, yeah, you just touched on that. That's why I had us. Yeah, he keys. had three. He had three goals in his last. He scored in each of his last three road games. You'd hope that would continue in this trip, and maybe it will as the trip goes on. And stop the speed, slow New Jersey's transition. I mean, they, there were some turnovers here, but again, I don't think they had their big speed game with their young, speed, skilled players. There weren't a lot of two-on-one odd man rushes. So yeah, I, I think they accomplished accomplished their keys, other than Keller not getting a goal. Um, the Je- the Devils got their chances, but they were all off of offensive zone plays. They weren't the the typical Devil team where they're doing it with young, quick legs beating you with odd man rushes off of turnovers at the blue line, and that didn't happen for the Coyotes. So again, it's something to build on. It's a, it's a good win, and they're beating some good teams. Yeah, they played well in Colorado. The game that they returned the second day, Colorado, Colorado ramped it up. They're just a better team, and Montreal, Montreal, I thought. Arizona was the better team in that game. Tonight, man, did the Devils deserve better early? Maybe. But I think after the first period, shots were pretty even. Chances were pretty even. Just the Coyote shots were going in. The and and Veggie was pretty even, though. And Veggie was solid. They weren't? No, it was 15-7 to seven in the oh, second. Okay. Let's, yeah. For the Coyotes, that's pretty even. <laughs> True. 2-1? <laughs> two to one? That's two to it. One. Two, only being outshot 2-1 is good for the Coyotes. Well... Petey, it's our oh. first time in studio. So, uh, we weren't going to, but we will. Yeah, but I literally haven't drank because I wasn't drinking on our home post game shows, which is funny <laughs> because I was well, at I home. Was. I know you. Hard were. to believe. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh Lord. This <laughs> has been in the fridge a little been in too the long. Fridge too long. Cheers. Welcome. Wait, home. I don't want to spill on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, Caleb. We talked about how many wins this team would get, and we said at first we started off preseason maybe eighteen to twenty, and then clearly the start of the season didn't go the way we were expecting. 
I don't know what that number is now. I don't know. Like, can they get another win on this trip? I think this was the most winnable game on this trip. Pittsburgh's a building this team struggles in. They're rolling. They have a high-powered offense. That that one's going to be tough. And in the back-to-back, you figure they're going to have to figure out two goalies. Is Wedgie going to play? I know Hutton's on the trip. We'll ask Craig when he gets in how close Hutton is to playing, but Wedgwood's going to have to play one of the two. Is is the Islander game winnable? Yeah, maybe. If they come back with a two and two road trip out east, that's huge. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And you know, looking at the 2014-2015 Coyotes team, they had 24 wins. Do you think they can hit that? 24 is a lot. That's a lot of wins. We're almost at the midway point now. That's going to be tough. Yeah. For the team to get 24, and the, and the biggest issue with that is at some point the trade deadline is going to come, and you're going to start losing players. The one thing this team has been able to overcome some of their talent issues. And they've been outplayed in, in some of these games. They're really not in on paper. But what they've done, they've had really good goaltending, and they play together. And we talked about this in preseason. If you want to lose and be last, you need to have a shit show going on in your locker room. You need to have a problem. It's got to be in management. It's got to be in coaching. Players got to not get along. Those are the teams that go, oh, they can't find a win. When there's turmoil and things struggling in the room, this group gets along too well. They're all playing for each other. God forbid. And the coach embraced them. And we heard that about Turing that he, he's a guy that can bring people together and communicate well with them. And I think that's what's happening right now. These guys believe in each other. Getting good goaltending, that's first. Can't do it without the goaltender. You get good goaltending. And then these guys are just, every night it's somebody else. They're pulling together and doing it for each other. And it just, they're happy to be playing hockey right now. And it's hard to lose when everybody's on the same page and having a good time. Well, so we'll cha- see where it goes. The chat keeps bringing up the point that Bill Armstrong might just trade everyone at the deadline. And there goes the group chemistry. There goes the, you know, the better season you have, the more valuable you are at the trade deadline so it seems like maybe those best pieces will be the ones to go but that's still two months away yeah the trade deadline is so and somebody asked who else has gone besides phil kessel anybody who's playing well literally is dangerous and we'll to get be gone. more into trade stuff when craig joins well, too, but so. there's going to be a lot of a lot of names coming up on that list yeah. and it will as this People are looking for pieces. It doesn't have to be your leading scorer. It doesn't have to be the top player. There are teams that are trying to get to that next level that need a piece lower in the lineup. They need a third-line checker. They need a fourth-line player. So I think it's going to be a pretty long list, and we'll talk about it when Craig gets here. No elevator ride for Craig. No elevator, Craig. Just Craig walking down the hall, Craig, from the the break room in the office. Um, Well, we talk about individual efforts a lot this year, and three players came back tonight after not playing for a while so um, Jacob Chikorin was back his first game since December 10th he missed 11 games Um, Strawman first game back since January 8th Erickson first game back since January 4th and uh, all of them had points tonight so great performance from them and um, Louis Erickson had two assists tonight and it was his 350th career assist on the Dyson Mayo goal and because of these reasons, look, my street racer gang is here. here. Leah Breeze here. They're, <laughs> they're here. Circling the block um, till she's done. <laughs> um, Louis Erickson is our draft king's king of the game tonight. King, king Louis. Louis. We just really wanted to put the crown on him. Um, really good for him. To, you know, he was scra- He was a healthy scratch. All those. He's days. a healthy scratch. He's a guy that's been waiting for his time, and he's 
obviously been putting the work in because he gets a chance to play. Doesn't doesn't slow the team down. Doesn't bitch and complain. Goes out and plays, and, and he ends up on the score sheet. So good good for Louis. And and I know there's going to be plenty more games that he gets into, but this is big getting your 350th career assist. So I thought he was a, a, a deserved member of the king of the game. Yep, I agree. And another um, player who scored tonight was Larson, who's also had a ton of success. Six goals, ten points in his last nine games. Kraus assisted that goal. He had nine points in his last nine. Um, and the Larson goal was the Coyotes' fourth goal on their 14th shot of the game. So poor Blackwood had a, a, a dismal um, save percentage tonight. Yeah, but again, you know, and, and Boyd's goal was his tenth of the season. So just... Looking yeah. at all these individual efforts just to see what's been happening here, it's it's cool. It's and cool and it's see. this isn't gonna you're not gonna score four goals on 17 shots very often. No. So let, let me we have to be realistic. Having said that, they were all good goals. Like it's not like oh the goalie was soft or he wasn't very good tonight. Yeah. They were good goals. Like those are those are tipped, screened, one time shot in the slot. Like those are really difficult goals to save. So. They just picked the right, you talk about a high shooting percentage, they're just taking the right shots. Now, if you want to have continued success, you need more shots. But when you get 17 shots and score four goals, it's usually, oh, the goalie struggled. The opponent struggled. That was a tough night. But no, I know, seriously? <laughs> like, I swear they just circle the block when you come on. They're just waiting. <laughs> they're, maybe they're listening on their bikes. I don't know how that works. For the record, I don't think... They can hear it. So it's just oh, they are <laughs> just like We're like dying, but it's just, but yeah, uh, outside the studio, Sean these motorcycles what, keep what going by. So never mind. I guess oh, you guys can't hear Lord. it. Anyway, sorry. Well, are you done with your train of thought, or you want? Yeah, no. I, I just wanted to say <laughs> that it wasn't the goaltending. And usually, on four goals on seventeen shots, you point at the goalie and go, "Gosh, he he wasn't very good tonight." But I don't think it was a Blackwood problem. I, I really don't. I I think those were. Those are really good goals. And and you look at the even the Krause goal. Like Krause is looking the wrong way when that puck hits the goaltender and it comes out as a rebound. He's on his knees, he's on his back, can't see the puck. As he's standing up, it miraculously just gets on his tape. And he's able to get it towards the net while he's still on his knees. Like that was there's a awesome little goal. bit of luck there, but but yeah. it's, again it goes to how but it's, but Krause it's, has been working. And it's like getting yourself in front of the net. Yes. And, and something we were saying in the first period when they only had the one shot in the last minute was and you were saying this as we were watching the game, like you just have to shoot like pucks on net. And you said if you were the coach, like you just want to get shots shoot. on. And and that's yeah. what they were able to succeed in, in the second period. And it, it's funny the irony is the Coyotes usually struggle in the second period. So to see them actually have yeah. a really, really good second period, it's like, I don't know what team this is. And I wonder if they said something in the locker room too. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. To get one shot on goal with one minute left in the period, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Like, you, you can you can be down two or three and, and still battling out there, but you had one shot and it was one minute to go in the period. Come on. Like, that's embarrassing. So I'm sure there were words said in the locker room either by coaches teammates because they did have a concerted effort in the next period to have a little bit of an offensive push so i i think that if they can maybe build on that and, and we'll see what happens on friday night but but they're going to have to be better as this trip continues yeah. for sure um mike in the comments said that he did some research and the worst team in the last full season which was 18 19 had 29 wins don't think the coyotes can get there i don't no. i don't think so either that, but no. But we'll we'll enjoy the wins while they're here, I guess. But it, then it's so hard because it's like you want to enjoy it. Like la, like last week, 
when the Coyotes beat the Leafs 2-1 on national TV. Like, yeah, that was, was an enjoyable win. Yeah. And tonight, obviously, like, you know, a 4-1 win on the road, yes, in, in theory, that's an enjoyable win. But then you say, wait a second, like, is this the goal? Is this the plan? Um, but for the guys in the locker room, I'm happy for that. I am, too. And, and like I said before, like, Leah, you and I aren't making these draft picks. Yeah. It doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Like, it's, it's more fun when they win. So I, I thought tonight's game, did I, do I even think the first period was a 12-1 shot period? I, I thought the first period was really boring. <laughs> and I think that was good for the Coyotes. Yeah. That's a great first road period. You haven't been on the road. This is an extended road trip that they haven't been on an extended road trip for a long time. Yeah. I mean, they've been home for a while. They played one in Colorado, but they haven't been to the East Coast since, what was it, November 2nd? Yeah, that was like, the last time they were in the East. So it's it's been a long time that they've had a long trip. And you know what? Just have a first period, a little bit boring, and start off with a win in any shape or form is good for this team. Makes tomorrow a hell of a lot easier. You know, it's funny that um, Mr. Shalin in the comments said it's Bill Armstrong's master plan and hit rock bottom and go on a cup run. That is that not what happened with the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, St. Louis Blues run last, last in the division in, in January. January. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Somebody said. Oh I don't my know. God. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I think that's going to happen, but it's happened before. So you just never know. And here he is. Here he is. Not elevator, Craig. Just no. hallway, Craig. Hallway, Craig. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's, okay. it's awkward for, for us. <laughs> here. Actually, they can't hear you say that. So Yeah, no. Um, we got a lot of topics we got to get to, Craig. We do. So we need you here. Wait, you got to pull your mic. <laughs> have a microphone on. I'm screaming right now. I can hear anything right now. Um, oh, this mic is high. It's going to hide my face. This would drive Petey crazy. I can't. I can't. Right? The mic thing's driving me nuts. I you guys, here. all three of us back in the I studio. Know. Here we are. Hey. Yay. I'm so happy. What was the last time you said? Well, the last time we did a post-game show in studio was like, what, December 11th? Is that what you said, Sean? Yeah. Was I eating a hot dog? And Craig was eating a hot dog the last time we did the post-game show in studio. So it's been a while. What did you learn for us, Craig, in the post-game wrap-up? Well, they let the bear, they finally let the bear out of the den. That was Andre's money quote for uh, finally returning to the team after the COVID They let the bear out of the den. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Uh, We talked to Jacob Chikrin um, for a little bit. Talked about coming back. He, did, he didn't say much about the rumors, which is what you would expect. He said, look, there's not much I can do about him. Uh, it doesn't change my approach. Um, he said he was ready to come back last week from the muscle strain, and then he Got tested COVID. positive for COVID. So oh, God. Uh, a rough month stretch. But, you know, as far as the trade rumors, he's he's probably gonna, not going to talk much about those. Those those are what they are. Yeah. Did he talk about what it was like to get back in the lineup and what his performance was like? Yeah, he, he said he felt pretty good, actually, tonight. I Bear mentioned that he left him out there. He got stuck out there long on a, a, a late shift in the game, but for the most part, they liked his impact. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. That's a long layoff, so it, it's going to take time to work back. Sometimes the next day you really understand what what it meant on your body when you play a game like that, so we'll see how he progresses. But Yeah, I thought there were times he had six attempts at net, two hit the net. Um, he had the one one-timer in the second period that I, I heck of a heck of a look. I thought he turned the puck over a lot, but again, that that's going to be timing. That's yeah. going to be, he was out there a lot. Like he, he had, what he had, just over 20 minutes did he have tonight? Yeah, he played over 20 minutes tonight in his first game back. That's tough. So I think there were a few times he probably threw the puck away where he wished he would have held it a little bit longer. But those things, the speed of the game, you can practice and, and be timing, out with right? the guys. Yeah, the timing, yeah. game timing is different. So it's, you know, I thought he was okay. 
I mean, and for Jacob Chikrin not playing for that long, okay is pretty good. So I think we'll take okay. Um, he was plus one. Oh, that's. <laughs> He'll take that for sure. Helping those numbers, yeah. Yeah, but it, but as this trip goes on and he plays more and more minutes, by the end of this trip, you should start to see where his confidence is going to increase, his ice time is going to increase, his power play time, his shots on goal, all of those things will increase. You can't quality of competition much. will increase too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can't blame, blame PD, you know, one way or the other. What can did we I do set now? up a GoFundMe to buy PD some socks? <laughs> no, on. I got no the socks. I got the no shows. Can we do no shows? It's can't do them winter in Minnesota. I'll tell you that. When I went home. <laughs> Whoops, forgot that. Who else my... did you talk to, Craig? Uh, we talked to Louis Erickson as well. Uh, we showed King of the Game. King of the Game. King of the King Game. Louis. With King Louis. You know when he talked. Obviously, it's been it's been a rough run for Louis for the the last several seasons. He gets an opportunity here, but I mean everybody knows the uh, the context for the opportunity, right? So it's it's not like oh they brought him in because they think Louis Erickson can be. Yeah. An answer. They brought him in because they were trying to move another contract. He's been in and out of the lineup. He talked about how difficult that can be. But Louis Erickson, I mean, we, we've talked about this with a, a bunch of these veterans that they brought in. They're all positive influences in the dressing room. They're all good guys. I, I think I've said this to you guys before. I wonder what it would have been like to cover some of these guys in the prime of their career because they're unbelievable interviews and you would have been requesting them all the time. And just from a reporter standpoint, be unreal because they. I mean, it could go down the list of Antoine Roussel, Louis Erickson, uh, Andrew Ladd. These guys are all good interviews. Anton Strawman, they're they're incredible. Jay Beagle, who has Jay Beagle, who's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just yeah, goes I think on that's, and on. And that's what we said when this group was put together back, you know, in the fall. And we said that about this group. Hey, they're they're guys that are getting one more kick at the can, but they're all good guys, and that's what they have going for them. And it's showing right now. And and we just said they've got points in five of seven. It's amazing, huh? It is amazing. And it is because is, they're and it, is, and that's what we were saying. Like, is this what we want? Like, it, but it's only game 38. So you might as well enjoy the wins. It's only game 38. We'll, we'll see. We're not even halfway. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that you, you don't, you don't want to finish in, in pick fifth in the draft. Clearly, if, you don't want to end up with the fourth or fifth pick in the draft when you did all this. Then it's right. That's, it feels like it's all for really If you're going to go through this, you better get one of the top two. Yes. If you're going to go through this and blow it up and, and really dismantle a team and the expect, expectations on your fan base, you better have one of the first two picks. Because if you're picking fifth or sixth after doing all of this yep. and letting some good players go, some good contracts go... That's going to be tough. I know, and like you said, there's there's a lot of games left. There's mm -hmm. 44 games left we can yeah, talk about. Yeah, exactly. So. We also need a top two pick so PHNX Coyotes can go on can the go road to Montreal. Yes, to Montreal for, yes the draft, for so. sure. And I'm seeing a lot of questions about the Chikrin trade stuff, which we will get to in a little bit. But here's my question to you. So before we get to all that. So right now, obviously, the Coyotes, we're expecting them to pick top five in the draft. And it, it's a rebuild, et cetera. The Cardinals just got destroyed in their in round one of the playoffs. Would you rather be a Coyotes fan right now or a Cardinals fan? That's really hard because I that's hard because I, I know waking up Tuesday morning I'd rather be a, a Coyote fan. That was that was a hard night to be a Cardinal fan. I did not. I was at the game and I did not have a good time. But, but I guess I guess when you look at it, well, the Coyotes at least have a plan. And you can look at it as a Coyotes fan. You can see what the plan is. We've got the draft picture coming. They're trying to get development. They've got an arena that they're hoping to have in Tempe in four to five years. They hope. We won't get into that tonight, but they hope. So there's a plan to have a future 
perennial playoff team. That's the plan. The Cardinals' plan was this was the team. They started off 10-1. and one. This was the team that they expected to compete for a Super Bowl. Now what? Well, I, to me, it all goes with the Cardinals. I can't believe we're talking Cardinals on the Coyote Show. But to me, it's all about Kyler Murray. If he is your franchise quarterback and, in fact, you still feel like he's on an upward trajectory, you're fine because the quarterback is everything in the NFL. Sure. It's such a critical critical position. So overemphasized, partly because of the rules, rules changes uh, you know, years ago. It, it's such a quarterback league. So if Kyler Murray's still on his way up, okay, fine. You, you don't know what the upside of this team is yet. Clearly, you have to fill in some pieces, and we, we saw some of the issues with the Cardinals this year. But if, if Kyler Murray's still going to be a franchise quarterback, you, you got something to build around. Well, unfortunately, the Cardinals are not going to be in the playoffs going forward, but the playoffs carry on. See, it's it's all about the transition into the, the draft yeah, games ad read. Um, and we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app has a promotion for new customers. Um, counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. There's some exciting games coming up this weekend. So sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX bet five dollars on a team to win get 280 dollars in free bets if they do um so you can get in on that saturday and sunday this week um as a reminder though that's 21 and over arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details craig pd and i have gone over most of the game stuff already. Was there anything specifically about the game that you want to get to before we move on to our other topics? Not tonight? if you've discussed it all. I just, you know, I'm sure you discussed Karel Vemelka as well. Just yeah, a lot you know, of comments too about him. Are are the Coyotes planning to re-sign him long term? Yeah, is he listen, on the I know trade block? No, he's not on the trade block. The, enough of that. That's, <laughs> yeah. I know that's out there. They're not trading Karel Vemelka. That's not happening. So there just you go. forget about that. Also, I know I keep getting a lot of questions on this. Shane Gossesbear, not on the trade block either. If they move him, it would be next season. He's not going anywhere this season. So cross those two guys off the list. But Vemelka, I I know people are excited and, and he's given him reason to be excited. To me, you're not going to know about a goaltender until he's about a year in when the, the league has gotten the book on him, when they, the scouts have picked him apart, when you understand all the things that he does well and the things he doesn't do well. That's when you really find out about a goaltender. It's cool to be excited about him right now, and he has showed some promise. But there are clearly, you know, you and I have looked at it. There are things he needs to clean up. They'll, they'll have to work on that if he's going to sustain this success. At the same time, he's a great story. He's a great story. Yeah, and I, I think you're, you've seen it in the short season we've had already, how inconsistent his game has been. That's an area, if you want to be a long-term number one goalie in the National Hockey League, you need to be consistent. And that, that's you're going to lose games, but you still need to play the same way, the same mentality, the same preparation. He'll get there with some tutelage, some coaching, some more reps. He's played great games. He's won games for this team. Yes. There's no question about it. I just let him let him grow into that spot right sure. now. You know, and I, I think this is a great opportunity for him. And he's winning games. But let's let's just wait. He's gonna be here. Yep. I, I I truly believe he is gonna be a coyote again next year. I believe it. I don't know why they wouldn't take that contract and find a way to get him back. Yeah. No, um, he's not going anywhere. Here's here's the thing too with him. I, if he ends up just being a really good backup, 
great. Yeah. You, you, you need two goalies in this yeah. league. We've seen that. It's not even, you know, very rare situation where it's a true backup anymore, right? There are a few elite goalies that can play a ton of games, but not a lot of goalies no, like can play it, a lot of games with the speed and the demands yes. of the game today. You need a guy who can eat up a lot of games. So if he's just that, great. That's a win. If he develops to, into something more, obviously that's yeah. fantastic. Yep. Earlier in the season, when they played him a bunch of games consecutively, I don't think he handled it well. He's handling it better now. So that's good. That's a sign of growth. We'll yep. see where it goes. Craig, why did Carter Hutton make this trip? I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know. I can't. I can't figure out what what's happening with him. I know that the ankle has continued to give him problems. The surgically repaired ankle. I have wondered aloud often if Carter Hutton is going to play another game for the Coyotes. I was just I, surprised to I, see him take. But he's been trip. with the team before. I know. I know they've done that where he's got practice. He's been around the team. They'll do a, that with players sometimes, but. Whether he's coming back, I, I don't know. He's still on IR, so it's a weird situation. Uh, and you, you almost look like, okay, maybe they get to the All-Star break, and then maybe they reassess. There's not really an All-Star break anymore. Yeah. Although I guess there's that seven-day period, even with the revised yeah. schedule. But We haven't showed the schedule, the revised schedule yeah, yet. Yeah, we can show that, we but can... I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I, uh, but again, I, I keep wondering if he's ever going to play another game. Yeah, you talk about when we talked about the chemistry of this team. He's part of that. He's well-liked in the room. Um, he's Another part of the glue guy. that holds it together. Another so maybe idea. that's part of the reason they're having him hang around. Um, because I, I, he's not going to play on this trip. I, I just don't I don't see when you would possibly get him into the life. He's not ready. So, I mean, <laughs> there and there is very little practice time with the back-to-back, too. So I would be curious to see what his prog- Carter Hutton prognosis is. Carter Hutton brought three is. suitcases of wine on the plane. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. he <laughs> yeah, that's right. More than welcome to come that's on the right. show, it's too. wine, too. <laughs> yes, we have enjoyed the wine from uh, Carter Hutton's Love winery. and exile. Yes, exactly. Well, there's been a lot of questions, so I want to make sure we get to this. And I know you wanted to talk about it, Craig. Yep. About the chicken tra- trade rumors. Yeah. So... You even created a graphic for we, it. We have, you? so we let's. <laughs> yes, the trick and trade talk. All right, here are the main points that trick that Craig wanted to get across. And what do these all mean? Let's start with point number one. <laughs> trade is not a foregone conclusion. Yes, that's and, and I say that because I think by now everybody knows that the ask for Jacob Chikrin is extremely high. A couple of national writers, Darren Drager and Pierre LeBron, have termed it as Jack Eichel esque. So. You're asking for a massive return. Are teams willing to pay that? If if it if they aren't, we have seen with Bill Armstrong's track record, he's going to hold his ground. He's not going to budge off the asking price. Because if a guy does budge off an asking price, that just tells GMs down the road, hey, you know, you can always negotiate with this guy. He didn't budge off his asking prices for guys like uh, Darcy Kemper or, you know, uh, Christian Dvorak when he went to Montreal. You've seen a number of situations where he has held his ground and uh, eventually he's gotten what he's wanted. Um, the thing about Chikrin, too, is he will demand a major return. Uh, look, you can look at his season this year and say, yeah, he hasn't been up to snuff. But he's still a young defenseman who can score goals on a great contract. So a lot of GMs are looking for that. You're looking for cost certainty as much as anything as a GM. You need a guy that slots into a role and you think is, you know, elite or at least well above average at that spot. If you look at Jacob Chikrin with his number, he can be a number three defenseman on your roster at 4.6 million, a cap hit. That's a great, great spot to be in as a GM. So he's going to be very attractive for guys for those reasons. We've lost our graphic. 
<laughs> I like it better when I'm not on screen, Sean. <laughs> You're not alone there. So, the, which leads me to what I just was talking about. Necessity is is also the mother of action. When teams are under pressure to add a player, that's when you see things ramp up. Sometimes that can be just as we get close to the deadline, which, by the way, is still two months away, and we're talking about all this stuff. It's March 21st is the trade deadline. We haven't gotten there yet, and all already we're seeing all these trade boards and trades are imminent. And, I get ah, a push alert, I swear, every single day. It's just to, it's just to feed the beast, right? A lot of these outlets are just doing it to feed the beast. But when, when teams feel pressure, whether it's because of a deadline or because they have a great need or their team is underachieving, looking at you, Edmonton Oilers, that's when you might have an opportunity to make a deal like this. And, and we'll see. I think, again, Bill Armstrong will be patient and wait for that opportunity because then he knows he's got someone basically under the gun like he had with Montreal, like he had with uh, Colorado when they lost a center and a goaltender, respectively. Um, the thing that I wonder about the Jacob Chikrin trade as we talk about this, and again, there are more rumors out there today. Are there too many sellers on the market right now? You've got the Eastern Conference where at least, I think all eight playoff Eater. positions have already yep. been decided. It's the drop-off in the Metro alone is yeah. unbelievable. So you've got at least seven teams out of the playoff picture in the East, eight if Detroit's being honest with itself. So take those eight teams, then you've got three more in the West. You've got 11 teams Selling. that are already in sell mode, so you're going to flood the market with opportunities. That depresses the market. So if a, if a GM looks at the market and says, hey, I can get Jake, Jacob Chicken, but i got to give up like tons of assets, or I can get a player just to cut below him and give up a lot less, what are they going to do? I think that could have an impact on this trade as well. And then, then the last thing to consider here is what does Jacob Chikrin want? Uh, we've talked about this a lot this season, how it's really tough for these guys in the middle core to have to go through the experience that they're going through for this season, next season, maybe even a third season where you're giving up years, prime years of your career and you have no chance to compete for a playoff spot. You can say uh, you got to be loyal to the team, you're, you're paid, but look, careers are finite. This is not an easy situation for players to be in. So if, and, and I don't think it's as strong as Jacob Chikrin has demanded a, a, a trade. I think they might be open to it if there's an opportunity out there, but I think he's still a, I think he's still a good teammate. He's well-liked by his teammates. So I don't think it's gotten that extreme, but if there's a better situation for him and a chance to win now, I mean, as a player, as a competitive player, wouldn't you want that rather than riding this out for the next three years? All very good points. Yeah, and I think there's two key points to take away from that, Craig. And most importantly, Bill set a high price. If you don't get the price, you're happy with your asset. You've got a player that you like at a contract you like that can still help your team in the future. So as long as he doesn't waver from what his plan is, if someone comes, knocks on your door, this is the Phoenix metro area. If someone knocks on your door and wants to buy your house, which they do and they send you letters in the mail every day, somebody offers you way more than your house is worth, get the cardboard boxes, honey, we're leaving. You got to like, listen, right? So you got to at least listen. Yeah. And so if he can get, maybe it's two first, maybe it's two first a prospect and a player. Well, yeah, you, you got it. You'd be remiss not to look at that. I don't care who the player is. It's your job to improve the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, having said that, if Jacob Chikrin stays with this team, there's still a lot of upside having a young Jacob Chikrin here on this team. Jacob's numbers this year and what has happened to him, I don't think are a clear reflection of what he is as a player. 
I think he's asked to play different minutes than he's been asked to play in the past. Um, he needs every offensive zone start. He needs to play on the power play and limit his defending. So if you put him on a, a championship team, a Stanley Cup pushing team, and he's your 3-4, you're going to love Jacob Chikrin, right? You want him to be a 1-2 and you want him to defend? It's not necessarily where he fits best at for what he does best. At this stage of his career, it could yeah. be in the growth process. But yeah, I agree with you. Right I think now, he's no. going to be here. I, th- I think he survives the trade deadline. Wow, that's a bold prediction. I, I just think the, I, for all the reasons, I think the ask is too much for for what teams are willing to give up that are have to make that push that they're really going to sell their future off. And I think you're right. There's 11 sellers right now. Wait another two months. There's going to be more. Yep. And there there are going to be maybe. Like you said, Jacob Trickman light or, or, or less than, but I don't have to lose two firsts. Those or as picks they say are valuable. on the Sun show, they say like Walmart, Jacob Trickman. Yeah, a Walmart, Jacob Trickman. But it's right. Teams, are teams willing to give up that right now when those are so extremely valuable? <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, my God. Well, that was really good analysis, Craig. And like just well, good that's points. That's what Craig does. And that's what Craig does, it you is. guys. And all of Craig's I stuff like that. Yeah. I smell segue too. <laughs> is uh, you can find it at gophnx.com and I PD and I had the chance tonight to read a story that Craig will be posting sometime this week. Again, just really great insight, great access to the team. And they ripped it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ripped it to <laughs> not fit for print. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to read all of that and more, you can do so at gophnx.com by becoming a member. An annual membership is just under $60 for the year. You get a shirt when you sign up, or you can just try your first month for just 50 cents. You can join our members-only Discord as a member, and you can get members-only deals on merch. And I say this this because. week because our deal of the week... Ooh. This week for Ooh. members, buy one, get one fifty percent off all Coyote shirts this week. Members only. So if you've been on the fence about getting a membership this week, but and you're a Coyotes fan or a fan of this show, this is the week because Coyote shirts, buy one, get one fifty percent off at the PHNX locker this week only. We have some sweet T-shirts. We, we really, really do. do. I wear one every time. You wear one every time. I do. They're so comfortable. But that's because my house is cold. But now Studio B is pretty comfortable tonight. So it sounds like you need a PHNX sweatshirt. Sweatshirt, I I do. Just work on that. For those listening, just let's get the conversation about sweatshirts going, okay? On Twitter. Yeah, the hell with the Tempe banner and getting the people to sign that. Sign this. Get some sweatshirts. Sweatshirts in the PHNX locker. Any... Any other thoughts on the chicken trade? Oh, my God. Chicken trade talk. That is a mouthful. Well, the trade talks are going to heat up for this whole yes. entire club over the next two months. And I think... And Coyotes are a reseller. Other than what he you just said, that you won't be trading Vamelka. I agree with that. Or Gossip Bear. There are going to be names that come up as trade fodder that you would not expect to be on a trade deadline list because you need different roles filled mm-hmm. on different teams. So, like... A Larson. Yeah, Johan Larson. Kraus is going to be on everybody's list. I, I think Lawson Kraus is a player that, that a team that is ready to win can can really use a Lawson Kraus. I think he's going to get the most attention. Travis Boyd's going to come up. Yep, I agree. Takes face-offs, can play right? up and down the lineup, yep, he's and helps really, on your offense. He's really shown some more versatility this year, yeah. So so I think there's going to be more names than Phil just... Kessel, of course. Uh, yeah, Kessel's going to be on the, the... Everybody's going to talk about Phil Kessel. And what what will that price be? Yeah, we've been talking about <clears> that <throat> since August. Or we weren't... We didn't exist in We'll August, see what the September. price is. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and, and do, it, 
Depends where the market is there. And it's two months away. Like, if he gets on a tear and gets 10 power play goals between now and then, price goes up. He's producing points. you got to give it to him. Yeah. He's producing points. Well, it looks like, uh, Craig, we are tracking the Austin Matthews record potentially, and it looks like it didn't happen so tonight. So the game's a final? The game is over. The, Ki- so. the, the Leafs lost uh, 6-3 mm. to the Rangers. They had, a, like, a 3-1 lead at one point in that game, didn't they? And guess who the Coyotes played this week? The, the Rangers. Rangers. Austin Matthews <laughs> fell one goal short of the NHL record for consecutive road games scoring a goal. He had 10 straight, and, of course, he scored one here. That was a really sweet goal. The toe drag used the defenseman as a screen and went top shelf. That was a a beautiful, beautiful play. So that's a story we were watching tonight. And another story we were watching this week was um, an interaction with a reporter in Edmonton by Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl versus Jim Matheson, a longtime Edmonton media member. So why don't we go ahead and play the clip? Did you think over the last two years you've been second in your division and you showed a lot of maturity, but now you've lost six in a row twice. Did you think your team was past that, of not getting into these long losing streaks? Sure, yeah. Um, Lots of reasons for why the Oilers are playing the way they are in terms of winning and losing. What do you think is the number one reason for the losses now is there is there one thing that you in your own mind you're saying we got to get better at that yeah we we have to get better at everything would you like to expand on that no you can do that you know everything why are you so pissy leon Hmm? why are you so pissy i'm not i'm just answering you yeah you are whenever i ask you a question i gave you an answer not very good one okay I just, every time I watch it, I, like, have a physical reaction. Yeah. It's not quite like Denny Green erupting the Bears are who we thought they were or, you know, some of the other great clips we've seen. But that's that uh, that was pretty contentious. Um, pretty spicy. I'm going to let you guys talk first and sit. Tell me what you thought. So, first, I thought Leon Dreisaitl should have answered the first question. But he can answer it with a stock answer that's all bullshit. You could just say, you know, we got to improve a lot of things. You know, we got to work on our power get play. Deep. <laughs> get hit the back in the right? and right. and that just give the the stock answer and just give the answer. I think that would have helped him out of this situation. But for the reporter to turn around and say, "Why are you so pissy?" Yeah. Where's yeah, no. the professionalism in that? No, like that to me was like, okay, now at first I was taking the reporter's side that Dry said was a little. I didn't like Short. his answer, yeah. but now I come on. Like yep. you're talking to a professional athlete who is, they're losing a lot. This is a team that's expected to compete for winning their division, yep. and now you're making fun of them and you're you're challenging him to have an, a challenge like that. Then we've always said this, and, and you're a reporter, Craig. So we we've always said the reporter shouldn't be the story. Yep. Shouldn't make yourself. He made himself the story. So now he is the story for this week. I have a problem with that. And yeah. I know that there are a lot of media outlets that are supporting him and they, they're, they're putting the blame on the player. I think the reporter crossed the line. I think the player could have avoided it and avoided the whole situation if he just gives the stock answer, which, again, is not what the reporter is looking for, but fine. Just give him the stock answer and then get out of there. Like, he, it didn't have to come to this. Well, here's what I think, too, because if he asked the, the first question and he said nope, and the second, the follow-up by the reporter 
was like, do you want to expand on that? Granted, the way the reporter asked it was a little bit. There was tone. There was definitely a tone. But assuming there was no tone, let's just say, I think that's a fair follow up. Yes. And, and you know what? Sure, Dreisaitl was frustrated and didn't want to give the answer. Even if he didn't want to give the stock answer, I think those two questions alone and the way Dreisaitl answered, that's enough of an answer. I think I know like I'm not the one writing the stories like you are, but short one word answers to me is just as powerful or as an impactful as a longer quote. Yeah. If, if he says, nope, I don't want to expand on it. You can ask another follow up question. Can I ask why not? But again, it's, it's some of it's about tone. When you're being a professional reporter, you don't take the, and then uh, clearly you don't go to the, why are you being pissy? I mean, that is, imagine that's saying unprofessional. That, imagine saying that to anyone in your life, not just in a professional setting, yeah, yeah. but to and anyone. Here, if we just said that here at our workplace. And, and yeah. not, and like, if we were joking, but like, that sure. was, that was like a serious, like if, you right. know. You, again, you don't make it confrontational. There's a, there's a way to diffuse the situation by just following up. With you know, like I said, well, can you can you tell me why that is? Or, or when when you t- we ask him for reasons for the breakdown, can you do you mind just giving me maybe some examples yeah. of what's been going wrong? You know, look, we're, we all know we're, we've all been watching the Oilers, and we know the goaltending has been a huge problem. He's not going to throw his goalie under the bus, so he's not going to say that. But you could ask him for other examples, and you definitely don't say why are you being pissed? No, like, it's just unacceptable. That is beyond unprofessional, yeah. and and you can't. At that point, and I don't think Leon Dreisaitl handled it well. And that's that. That's another thing, by the way, that's been going on in Edmonton for a while with McDavid and Dreisaitl. They're not great with media. That's been an issue for a while. So that's a problem that the Oilers probably should address because those are their two superstars. And yet Jim Matheson never should have crossed that line. That's You just can't do that as a reporter, and you can't. You can't expect to develop a relationship with a player when when you behave like that. Yeah. So I think anybody challenging him? him at that point, no way. Come I think on. you can challenge a player. I think you can ask the hard questions of a player. But I think that that tone of that interview went sideways. And unfortunately for the Oilers, they don't get those questions. They're not losing all the time. And tomorrow night, they play the Florida Panthers. Oh. Like it doesn't get any easier for yeah. this team. Yep. And, and and honestly. The problems they've had are the same problems they've had year after year after year. Goaltending is an issue. They're not deep enough, and they can't defend. Yeah. Well, when does that change? So I feel to. for Dave Tippett because his name's on the chopping block again, former Coyote coach Dave Tippett. And, and does he make it through the year? I don't, I don't know. know. Depends Time on how tell. far south this thing goes, right? Can, can you imagine if the Oilers missed the playoffs with McDavid and Dreisaitl? be insane in, in that division. Yeah. In that division, that which division is, is shocking me. Arguably the worst division out. in the league. It's shocking me how everything's shaking out. And like, we talked about tomorrow night's scoreboard, so I'm going to talk about one more game tomorrow night, Craig, before I move on. But the Ottawa Senators are traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're a very good team right now, and the Coyotes caught the Ottawa Senators in the standings. So this does not bode well for Coyotes fans tomorrow night. I think. Ottawa's in trouble tomorrow. Ottawa does still have a lot of games in hand. So they do. I think they have we'll five. See. Yeah, I think they have five games in hand. We talked about the Islanders too. There's we'll a team there. The Islanders also have five games. Yeah, in yeah. Hand. the Islanders are. The Coyotes aren't catching the. The Islanders are playing good hockey again. They're going to be fine. They're not so, catching them. It's so, a five-team so race. So bringing it back to the Coyotes and the Islanders coming up. Yeah. Do you think the Coyotes have a chance to win that game? Uh, I mean, I think they have a chance because it's not like the Islanders are, have completely figured things out yet. But I do think. They're playing much better hockey now. Yeah. They figured out how to play on seven, home two, ice and, and one in the last ten. The Islanders are a better hockey team. 
Yeah, they yeah. are a better hockey team. The Rangers are clearly a better hockey team. And then yeah, the Rangers are. The Penguins, Penguins are clearly with a better With Malkin back in the so, lineup. Oh the Coyotes. God. We, we said this before this game began, that this was the most winnable game on the trip. Yeah. They won it, even though that first period, wow. But they won this game. It's going to get much tougher. And the, and the, the next trip. most winnable game is the game Friday night against the Islanders, I yeah. think. The Rangers game in Madison Square Garden, that's a, that's a tough a building to play in on a back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do about goaltenders for that game? That game's going to be tough. And Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh is a tough tough out, especially for this Coyote team. Mm-hmm. They have really struggled in Pittsburgh over mm-hmm. the last five years. It's a difficult building. I mean, we're talking 7 nothing, 7-1 seven, losses in Could Pittsburgh. be a wheel of fantasy night. Could be a wheel of fantasy night. And now that we're Tuesday. back in the studio, we actually have the wheel. But having said that, you just don't freaking know with this team. You just don't know. Yeah. Like, they take Colorado to a shootout. I would have never said that. The, yeah. so you even just the don't Leafs. Know. Like the, that, the, the Leafs game, games. you just don't know. Yeah. So depending on what Karel Vamelka does, he's going to get two of the next three starts. You expect Wedgwood to get the game. Is Wedgie get the game in Madison Square Garden? I don't know. Depends if they want to give him an extra day of rest. But to me, that's what happens. I think you go Wedgie on Friday. I think you go Wedgie on Saturday. But clearly, I don't. Pick yeah, you haven't well. really been. Yeah, I great suck at hockey. And, and and Petey, how did you do on the the Daily Bet show last week? How? Well, you don't want to talk about it? No. Okay. I can't believe they let me on that show. There goes that segment. Can't believe they let me on that show again. (laughs) Well, no, I had had an anytime score. I nailed that one, but I didn't do great. Okay. Well, maybe don't watch when Petey's on that show, but you can catch. Or or do the opposite of what I said. Or just do. If you do that, you're killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Catch the PHNX Daily Bed Show every day, Monday through Friday at noon. Um, And also be sure, like I mentioned earlier, to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up using the promo code PHNX if you're a new customer. Bet $5 on an NFL team to win this weekend and get $280. If they do anything else we didn't talk about at all about anything before we, we end this. Cause Did you squeeze out the schedule? No, Did we, didn't. we Let, didn't. Let's show, hey, the, let's show the schedule. The Coyotes have their five postponed game dates now. They Plus made up all those games. rescheduled Plus, yeah, by a day. The home game yeah. against Seattle late in March has been moved up a day. But... We still have, in spite of that, they still have like this week period where they don't play a game. Yep. And maybe they're keeping that in case, you know, there's Just another post game. Yeah, but you've got there. two more players on COVID protocol. Yep. As the trip started, you lose Dezingle, you lose Roussel. So you just yeah. don't know. And, and the league with these rescheduled games has come out, and they're very firm. This season's going to end on time. I think it is, so too. So this is their only time to get these games, and now they've changed their testing protocol. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Go we'll ahead and see. explain that because that's important news. Well, they're only testing, yeah, they're only testing um, symptomatic, uh, symptomatic players. players now. Yep. So there's going to be a lot less positive cases, which means a lot less guys on COVID protocol, which means a lot less canceled games or postponed games. They need to get the season in on time. They have to. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be here for those. <laughs> we'll be here. We will be. 44 <laughs> more times. Let's, let's pull up the punch card. Where is the punch card? Whee! Look at all that red. I'm telling you. Three games away from halfway, baby. We. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yay. Yay. At, at least at Subway, when you end, finish your punch card, you get a free sandwich. Like, what the hell do we get here? Hopefully, your first overall draft trip day. to Montreal. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, you guys, it was so good to be back. I missed you over the weekend. Thank you, Sean, for filling in um, <laughs> for me. Well, and if you didn't see my viral TikTok. <laughs> 
Not if, mine. If, you, if you're the one who hasn't seen it. Yeah, if you're the one yet. person who hasn't seen it. <laughs> PHNX Sports um, on TikTok, PHNX underscore sports. Go follow if you haven't. Go watch. There's another TikTok put up today. It's hilarious. So go check it out. Um, you can follow PHNX underscore sports on all social media platforms. Please follow PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter. We are fairly close to, to 2,500 followers. It's currently January 19th, so we have you know, a little less than two weeks Mm -hmm. to hit that 2,500 mark. And if we do, Craig will drink a full IPA on the show. Okay. It's in the language now. A full IPA. Unlike those of you who didn't stipulate that I had to eat the entire hot dog and then complained about it afterward, (laughs) it is in the language this time around that I will drink the entire IPA. I still struggle to find how this is punishment. I just, I don't get it. I don't have you met Craig? Petey, you can drink a beer after the show. Okay. It's not a beer. <laughs> yeah. It's an abomination. Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, why don't I get that challenge? Yeah, Petey can drink a beer after the show. Yes, please. Show's over. Got it. <laughs> I don't get quote. it. Punish Petey. Make me drink beer after a show. Punish Petey. Yeah, I like that hashtag. Make me well, drink well, a beer. What would we have Petey. to do? To I don't know. Oh, and it's... by the way, and I don't know if they've agreed to this, but if our if PHNX Underscore Coyotes gets 3,000 Twitter followers, yeah. we're making Craig and Petey do a TikTok dance yeah. on No, no, the not TikTok. a dance. Yes. Not a dance. Yes. I am not doing a dance. Oh, yes. Come on. Yes. We're going to do uh, karaoke. That's what we decided, right? What? Karaoke. <laughs> No, like no, that's no, no, better? No. Yeah, it's way better <laughs> than me dancing. I'm doing the, I'm doing the Applebee's dance do? way before I'm singing. It's a choreographed you, dance, Craig. All right, I'll just... sing and you can dance to my song then. How, how does that sound? No. Are we going to make an original viral TikTok sound from Craig? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I literally You're not don't getting me you. to dance. It's going to take a lot more than 3,000 followers. By the way, Petey, great to see you um, in your pants today. I know, I know. That's yeah, the one disadvantage of being at home. Forgot the socks, but thanks for wearing That's pants. what happens at home. The desk's up to here. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should bring one of your puzzles and hang it instead of this photo of Shane. Yeah, I, I, by the way, I looked at that earlier. I was like, oh, <laughs> I know. there it is. We still haven't shown the picture on the show where that's... That hung in the Peter's house. <laughs> yeah, you, we'll show that next game. Next time. Um, well, we will be back um, here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel for the postgame show after the Islanders game on Friday. And we will be back after the Rangers game on Saturday. So be sure to subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. If you haven't, subscribe to um, us on wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. It's very, very helpful. So, so, so great to be back in the studio. Great to be back Agreed. in person with you guys. Great to be back just in general. Um, thank you all so much for your continued support. And uh, we'll see how the Coyotes do this week. And until then, we'll see everybody Friday. Have a good night, everyone.